0: Good evening, everyone. Let's all stand. Welcome tonight, night of worship. You guys ready? Let me, um, well, first of all, welcome to everyone. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. And uh, I just want to tell you that there's been so much that God has been doing in the spirit to prepare for this moment. And um, you might have came for... I'm, I'm not sure what your expectation was. But let me tell you, without a doubt, God has a divine appointment for each of you tonight. And I'm so excited for what God is going to do in this place. And so tonight we're going to pray. We're going we're to just begin to worship. We're going to sing songs. There might be songs that you're not familiar with. But that's okay. It's not a performance. We're not here to do anything but lift up the name of Jesus. If there's a song that maybe you don't know, Just look at the lyrics and just begin to worship him on what you're singing, And I'm sure the songs will just begin to resonate and just begin to worship. We've kind of titled tonight a night of freedom. And right now in the name of Jesus, I'm declaring freedom in the spirit. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom in the house tonight. The Lord's going to set people free tonight. There's going to be spiritual bondage that's going to be broken. There's going to be chains that are going to be loosed. Bodies that are going to be healed. Relationships restored. Things in the spirit are going to take place today that you may not even actualize for another day or two or a week. But what God is going to do here is just the beginning of what God has in store. I do want to take the advantage, first of all, to again welcome everyone, but I'm so excited because there's actually a number of churches represented right here on the platform, not just Evangel, but we have, we have Living Word from Union, we have Abundant Life in Whippany, and uh, we have a few pastors that are joining us from different churches as well, but something that we're going to be doing tonight is we're actually going to be worshiping through the Lord's Prayer. And so, when, we're gonna, when we begin to worship, you're going to see different people come up at different times and they're going to recite a portion of the Lord's Prayer and exhort us and then lead us in prayer. I encourage you and challenge you to press in to those moments. To grab hold of the words that are going to be deposited in the Spirit by these men when they come up. And then when we pray, we, that we go in together in the Spirit. We have Pastor Donnie Rosa from Abundant Life, uh, Pastor Paul Croswell, our student ministries pastor here at Evangel. Pastor Chris Morante our senior pastor here at Evangel. And Mariano Leonchik from uh, uh, Living Water and Union, Living Word and Union. There's going to be some living water tonight. From Living Word and then Pastor Eric Salgado from Suss Ministries in Elizabeth. So listen, when you see an unfamiliar face, trust me, they're they're supposed to be up here. So don't get too nervous, okay? Are you guys excited for what God is going to do in his place? Come on, lift up your hands all across this room. I encourage you right now to begin to open up your mouth in this place. And just begin to worship Him. Jesus says the kind of worshipers the Father is looking for are the ones who worship in spirit and in truth. And I want to encourage you tonight, don't be limited to the four square feet of where you're standing right now. If you need to move around, get out of your seat, get into the aisle, move up to the altar, it doesn't matter your posture or your position, just get into His presence tonight get into his presence tonight because chains are going to fall lives are going to be restored bodies healed mountains are going to move in jesus name and so father tonight in jesus name we thank you for the freedom of the lord that's in this house tonight and god we've come to glorify you and lift you up so father even now we say thank you for meeting with your people thank you that you're inviting us into your throne room tonight. Thank you, Jesus, that as we lift up our praise to you, that your glory will descend and fill this house. And God, I pray that, Father, that this would not just be a night where we experience your presence, but, Lord, we will carry something out of this room that has been deposited by your Spirit that will take us to places that will transform communities, transform families, transform workplaces, transform Wherever we are, God, for your glory and for your honor. So, God, we just invite you and we give you full reign tonight in Jesus' name. Come on, worship him, church. Come on, bless his name tonight. He's worth, he's worth, he's worth. lift your praise in the house, exalt
1: inside. His people coming together not just to worship but to worship, to pray, to intercede. I believe when we come together in faith and we come together in unity there's nothing God can't do. Amen. If you want to just grab a seat just for a minute. We're worshiping through the Lord's prayer. Pastor Rick asked me if I would just talk about the first line. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, when Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 6, when they asked him, Teach us how to pray, he wasn't giving them a script that they can say that prayer over and over again religiously. You know that, right? What he was doing is giving them a way to assign and align themselves with a prayer that would be powerful. And the first word is our Father. Say our Father with me. Our Father speaks of relationship. And when we're about to adore God and we're going to go into a time of worship or even a time of prayer, the proper way to address Him is in relationship sometimes when we hear father, it's not always a good connotation from us because some of us have been damaged by father. Some of us have been abandoned by fathers. Can I get a witness in this church? But the father that we're talking about is a good, good father. The father that we're talking about is a lover of our soul. The father that we're talking about loved man so much that he sent his very best son to die in our place. So we address God in the beginning of our prayer as relational our father who cares about us who takes care of us who thinks about us you know i'm a dad of four and i think about my kids all day every day they're in my heart they're in my mind how much more our father in heaven has us in his heart and in his mind and he's there to to never leave us he's there to never forsake us so he's a good daddy amen So try to allow tonight as we go into prayer and worship, your relationship with God, to see Him as a father that's not like any other father or some father that might abandon us, but a father who embraces us, even in our mess-ups. Can I get a witness? Our Father speaks of relationship. In heaven speaks of residence. And I want to tell you tonight, when we go into prayer and worship and recognize that we have relationship with God, we also need to recognize that we're on loan to this earth. Because our citizenship is not of this earth. We're foreigners. We're pilgrims. We're passing through. And our ultimate resting place is where? In heaven, where our Father is. So when we recognize that our residence is in heaven, there's a longing to be there. Not so quick, though. <laughs> we have work to do. But there's a longing to be there there's a longing to be with our father there's a longing to be back home someday so we here on earth pray with an attitude of you're our father and we're praying and approaching you because the residence of heaven is our home amen our father in heaven and the hallowed be thy name speaks of reverence So tonight when we're approaching God and we're approaching Him in times of prayer and worship, we reverence Him. That's why we lift our hands. That's why sometimes we get on our knees. That's why sometimes we cry because we reverence the Lord. We have such a godly fear and honor of Him. Amen? And I know reverence is maybe not a a cool word today, but the bottom line, the man that said, let there be light and there is light, deserves our reverence. So Father, we come to you tonight We come to you tonight, first recognizing that you're our Father, and we have relationship. Secondly, recognizing, Lord, that our residency is in heaven, seated at the right hand with your Son, Jesus Christ. We've been made heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. And then we also recognize, Lord, that we revere and reverence your holy, holy, separate name, the name above every name today. And we're honored, Father, that you call us your children. So I'm just going to lead us in prayer, and I'm going to ask you to stand up with that revelation tonight. Just stand up all over this place. Throw your hands up and start going in with me and agree with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the same pattern that your son Jesus taught his disciples to pray. We come to you with an attitude that we know we have relationship with you. And we are not rejected, but we are accepted in the beloved. Lord, you don't deny us. You open your arms to us and you embrace us as we, your people, come before you. Yes, at times we're dirty. And yes, at times we're stained. But we're still your sons and daughters. And we ask your forgiveness tonight that you would cover us in the blood. And we recognize, Lord, that you've given us power and authority, and you've seated us together with your Son, Jesus, at your very right hand. We thank you for that privilege and for that honor. But God, this whole night is laced with the fact that the entrance to our worship to you, the foundation of it is reverence to your holy name, your separated name. So we revere you tonight, God. We revere you tonight, God, as we lift our voices to the God and Father of our soul. We give you praise with great expectation for you to do healing and restoration tonight. Brokenness to be healed, oppression to leave lives tonight, God. Sick bodies to be healed tonight. Those that don't know you to know you tonight. And those that are weary to be encouraged. We come together and we agree upon this together. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the believing saints shouted, amen. Go ahead and shout amen. Come on, lift your hands and give a shout of praise again.
2: Every breath that is in me, Lord God, I dedicate it to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, can we just begin to praise him in this place? Begin to thank him, Lord. Lord, every breath is yours. Every praise is yours. All the praise is yours. Let's sing that, come on. Let's sing that, come on.
3: they started playing this song before they finished the first line of it I just started weeping and weeping and even now I might weep is there anything else worth it on this planet is there anything else worth everything that you can give every ounce of your strength Every bit of your resources, every bit of who you are, is there anyone else worth it? I know for certain I haven't come across anything on this planet, anything or anyone that's worth it, that's more worth it than him. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth, as it is in heaven. Let's say that together. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth, as it is in heaven. You know, I didn't know if I would be here tonight. This week, I... I've been having a really off week, you guys. I found myself in the ER twice this week for debilitating pain. this morning, I woke up around two o'clock in the morning and I was up from then up until maybe a little after four o'clock in the morning in pain. And I was wondering if I was gonna have to head back to the ER for a third time in less than seven days. You know and i'm sitting and i'm thinking and you know pastor rick had asked me to speak on this this portion of the lord's prayer your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and i'm saying to myself lord if it was up to me jesus man i would write a very different story as it pertains to my health if it was up to my will and what i wanted and and what I, I think that would look like, leading even up to while we were praying to begin the service tonight, I could barely lift my arms. And I'm like, God, I would write a very different story. And you know, I, I think we get to that place when we, when we read that, when we, when we get to that portion in our prayer lives and in that, in that section of the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come. Your will be done, it sounds more like your kingdom come, my will be done on earth and I hope it's in heaven. And the reason I say that is because we wrestle with God, don't we? We get to a point of wrestling so much with God where we begin to ask and it it may not come out of our mouths or even enter fully into our minds, but we begin to ask questions that really sound more like this, God, are you making the right decision? or am I making the right decision? God, should I take this step or, or it, am, am I not hearing you right? God, should, should I leave my job to go and do this? Should I take off a week to go on missions? God, should, should I leave this relationship because I know it's unhealthy? Lord, should I cut out illicit sex in my life because I know it's unhealthy? Like God, should I do this or should I not do it? Are you making the right decision or do I know better? And it's, I mean, it's tough, it's tough, it's tough to hear, but that's what it's like we, when we say, when we wrestle with things like that, what we're saying is, your kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what I want to challenge you to do, because this is the reality, you guys, and all the scripture points to this, but I don't have time to, to show you how, is that the only window to the will and the power of God on this planet is surrendered lives the only window to the will of God and the power of God at work in this world is surrenders lives it doesn't matter where you look what it is they're doing I mean from the from the, the the actual writing of the text of Scripture it was surrendered lives writing as the Holy Spirit led them to the death of of Jesus on the cross displaying the greatest display of love this world has ever seen. A surrendered life is the only window, the only window to the will of God and the power of God on this planet. And if we're going to pray, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, there's no way, no way we can pray that unhypocritically. I don't know if that's a word or not. There's no way we can pray that without being a surrendered life. There's no way we can pray that with honesty and integrity without saying, God, you are truly the only one on this planet that is worth it. God, I will leave my job tomorrow if you need me to. And it terrifies us to think that God might ask us to do something drastic. But you know why He has permission to do that? He went first. Isn't that what we say when someone's asking us to do something that we think is crazy or stupid? We say, you go first. And if they survive, then we say, well, maybe. I didn't promise you I was going to go next. But to to show us his hand. To show us that he's willing to meet us in that point of, of crazy, that point of, of radical faith, that point of stepping out of our comfort zone. To show us that he's willing to do that. He says, I'm going to leave the only place in this, in this universe that's worth staying forever, step into the only place where it seems to be the most messy, just to show you. It can be done. And I'm going to give you the power to do it. So this is my challenge for you. If you are if here and you are praying for breakthrough, breakthrough in your health, breakthrough financially, breakthrough in relationship, if you are if praying for any kind of breakthrough, you got to step out in order to step in to your breakthrough. You got to break out of that mentality, Break. you got to break out of the cycle of behavior, whatever, you got to break out and step in to your breakthrough. We're gonna pray in just a second. And what I'm gonna encourage you to do, as we go back into this portion of worship, I want you to break out, get out of your comfort zone. Maybe you're looking around, you're like, man, how, how I, I don't want to step into the aisles, but I feel this thing inside of me and I, I know I need to press into God, I need to go a little harder, I need to, pr- like, I need to just pursue him like it's just me and him, but people are looking, I don't care who's looking. They're not there when I'm standing before my Heavenly Father, when He's saying the breakthrough is here, my son. It's here, my daughter. Step into it. It is yours. And they're not walking in my mess when I refuse to step out. When I walk back out these doors in the same circumstances because I didn't pursue the only one that has the answers, can we pray? And I I said, we, not me. I need for us to pray, right? Hallelujah. Let's, let's go before them. Let's storm the gates of heaven, you guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your voice to heaven right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Father. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in our lives as it is in heaven in our homes as it is in heaven, in our workplaces as it is in heaven, in our communities, Lord, as it is in heaven. Your spirit is free to work in me and around me and wherever I happen to be, Jesus. In this moment, God, we surrender all of us. We surrender our hearts, we surrender our lives. God, we surrender our resources, we surrender our strength. Father, we give it all to you. Laid at the the foot of your throne, Father. We surrender it, Jesus, and we will pursue you like there is no tomorrow because it's not promised. And if I see you face to face, God, before the sun rises again, I want to know that I was looking you in the eyes even before, God, that happened. Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
0: in this place. Come on, lift your voice in this house. Come on, begin to align yourself with heaven in this moment. Jesus said, I wouldn't dare do anything unless I first see my Father in heaven doing it. Come on. Let's begin to model what the angels are doing in heaven in this moment right now. Yeah, God, open the windows
2: of heaven, God.
4: To go into a song that we all know. It's called Leave Me to the Cross. And I just think about the simple image. If you guys could just close your eyes with me and join me in thinking about that image of our Savior on the cross. He laid his life, his whole life for us. And tonight I just ask you guys what do you want to lay at the cross? What's weighing you down? What keeps you up at night? What fills your thoughts? What do you question? Lay that down at the cross. He died for it, and then he rose. So Jesus, says, we go into the song, I pray that you would just take us through that journey, Lord, of laying Jesus, laying the weight, Lord, at the cross that you so freely gave for us, Lord. And I pray that at the end, Lord God, will we feel lighter, Lord? Will we feel freedom tonight, Holy Spirit? God, would would the weight just leave our bodies in your presence, Lord? God, would you lead us? Lead us to the cross in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Jesus. We sing a song. all of the questions, Lord, every doubt, Jesus. I leave it there tonight. Thank you,
5: Lord. Jesus, God,
4: we surrender everything at your feet tonight, Lord. We give it all to you, Lord. Everything we are, Lord. We know you're so worthy of more than what we have to offer, Lord, but we're going to pour everything out to you tonight. Because you're worthy and deserving, Lord. You're so worthy and deserving. to surrender everything to Him.
6: God, that our hearts are broken open in your presence. In Luke chapter 7, there's a Pharisee that invites Jesus into his home, and as he shows up at that time, he's greeted by a bunch of people at this gathering. And in the midst of that gathering, a woman who the Bible says is a very sinful woman, who has a past, who has a reputation. Anyone else have a past or a reputation? Know what I'm talking about? she comes in to this crowd, a place she's not supposed to be, a place she would never be welcome. And she's carrying with her this alabaster jar of perfume. And while Jesus is there, she begins to kneel at his feet, weeping, cleaning his feet with her tears, wiping them with her hair, and then she breaks open this expensive alabaster jar and she begins to pour and anoint his feet with this oil. Would have cost her everything. Surrender isn't quite as hard when you realize who your source really is. Surrender isn't as difficult as we make it out to be in our minds when you're sitting at the feet of the source of life. She knew something and recognized something in that moment. And everyone couldn't understand what was happening right in front of them. Jesus had to help them understand it. He tells a story. He said, look, I want you to imagine that there's two people. One was forgiven 50 units of money, which was a lot. But this one was forgiven 500. Whom do you think loved the one that forgave more? He said, the one that was forgiven more. Jesus said, you're correct, Simon. She loves like this because she's been forgiven so much. And he says, now your faith has saved you, daughter of everyone at the, in, in, in the vicinity of what had happened, she's the guest of honor in that moment because of the way that she approached Jesus. And so as we come to the Lord in prayer, we pray, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And as we come to this point in the prayer, it's amazing because we are coming to this point of provision. We are praying and crying out, to our source of life, but it's also a declaration that God, you are the one who provides in my life. It's not me, it's not my boss, it's not my paycheck, it's not someone else. Lord, you are my source. Whenever we're taught to pray this, we are hearkened back to when the Lord led his sons and daughters through the wilderness and he gave them daily bread. They did not have enough for two days or three days or five days. They had enough for that day. And they had to learn this thing of daily bread dependency as we cry out tonight we are saying lord i don't need everything else i don't need the things that i've been leaning on for security and safety i just need you you could see in another passage of scripture as as even judas was weighing what had happened in this kind of moment when when that Jar and this, this perfume, we, we see another passage just like that happen, and they're just weighing how much that cost and how much they could have saved and how much they could have done. And Jesus said, You're not thinking about it correctly. You got to see the worship that's happening right in front of you. Because when you approach the Lord in that way to say, Lord, I'm not leaning on yesterday's success. I'm not leaning on what tomorrow might bring. I'm just trusting you for strength today, for provision today, for what you can only give me today. Tonight, as you come here, as you stand in his presence, he has a fresh provision of his grace. He has a fresh a fresh provision to teach you what it means. The Lord wasn't um, spoiling them or, or, or he wasn't punishing them in the wilderness by only giving them enough for that day. He was trying to build something in their spirit to say you will not live on bread alone. you only live on the hand of God providing in your life. And he was teaching them what it meant to every single day. Rely on him. May that be said of us. But this second part of this prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, is I think the most dangerous thing you could ever pray. It's the one point within this this whole passage of this prayer that there's something on us. And it's dangerous because what we're really saying is, Lord, would you forgive me in the same way that I'm forgiving others? Would you measure against me the way I've measured against others? Forgive me my debts as I have forgiven those that are indebted to me. In this area of forgiveness, forgiveness, I want you to know that there is so much freedom waiting in this room tonight. I could feel it all over my bones. I could feel it deep within me. But I want you to know the freedom for some is dammed up in this moment. It's like there is a dam that has caught up and that is stuck. And there is a wave of freedom that's ready to flow into your life. And it is right here in the middle of this prayer. That what the Lord is asking of you today is for you to release offenses, to release forgiveness for things that have happened, for hurts that have filled your life, for things that have marked you and held you back. And that as you come into his presence tonight and you say, tonight the debt is canceled, Lord God, I offer and extend the forgiveness that there will be a wave of his grace that's going to flow over your life. There's a wave of forgiveness. There's a wave of healing that's going to flow into someone's life. And it's going to be right at this moment. Lord God, would your forgiveness flow? The forgiveness from Calvary that flowed to you must flow through you. It must. And for some today, there may have been something that's happened and I'm not here to minimize anyone's hurt, anyone's pain, but I promise you this. There is nothing There's anyone has ever done to you That the power of Jesus Christ cannot heal, cannot restore, cannot take care of, that the Lord cannot provide for. And today, that's what he's inviting us to. Tonight, in this moment, as we go into these next parts of worship, I want to invite you to come. We're going to pray in just a moment. And here's what I'm asking. If there's someone here that you say, I have to release offense. I feel like I've been dealing with unforgiveness, I've been holding on to it. I want you to come to this altar right now as I say this, and I want you to get on your face before the Lord, and I want you just to lay it down. It's canceled tonight. It's over. If you've been carrying some kind of offense, some kind of hurt, some kind of pain, and today you're saying, Lord, I'm done, I'm canceling it. Lord, your grace is too good. Your provision's too great. I'm laying it at your feet. Come on, if that's you, I see you coming. Just line this altar right now, and we're just going to begin to pray. And come on, I want each one of you just to begin to ask the Lord to point out those areas. It's so easy for us to come to these places where things can attach to us, pain can fill our lives, hurt can come upon us. And today, if we're gonna really live out and worship through and find the breakthrough and find the victory, it's gonna come on the other side of this. Lord, we're coming into your presence tonight, Lord God. We're asking for a freedom that only comes from you, Lord God. And today, Lord God, we say, forgive us our debts, Lord God. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our sins, Lord God, as we've forgiven those who have sinned against us, Lord God. Today in the presence of Jesus, Lord God, we come, God, at the foot of Calvary. Lord God, we come, Lord God, calling upon your name, knowing, Lord God, that you are the one who has the power to break every chain, Lord God, to release forgiveness, Lord God, to release your grace, Lord God. Tonight, we come before you, Lord God, and we release the debts we've been carrying, the burdens and the pains of someone else's cause. Today, Lord God, we lay them at your feet, Lord God. Today, we come before you, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, that we can be vulnerable, that we can be real, that we can be open, Lord God, that our hearts can be born before you. And tonight we ask you, right now, in the name of Jesus, would your forgiveness flow into our lives? Would your healing flow into those broken places? Lord God, I pray tonight, Lord God, that as we expose these wounds in your presence, Lord God, that the healing presence and balm of Jesus Christ would be applied to every heart and to every life. And that tonight in your presence, Lord God, We will walk with a freedom that we have not had before. I could sense in my heart, there's some today you've been carrying decades of pain, decades of it. And the Lord tonight is setting you free. He's setting you free from a weight that wasn't yours to carry. He's setting you free from a prison that is built all around you. And tonight, the Lord offers you the freedom that only he can give. Oh, Jesus. Come on, right now, would you just choose to forgive, choose to release it choose in the lord's presence say lord in light of all you've forgiven me of i forgive i release it in your presence lord god they owe me nothing they owe me nothing lord god i cancel the debt i cancel it lord god I release today and I receive your healing and your mercy. Come on, somebody, right now the levees are breaking. There's a flood of God's grace, of his love, of his forgiveness flowing in this place right now. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that what the enemy has meant for evil, you're now turning it for good, Lord God. We thank you for what the enemy has meant to cause pain and to debilitate our future, Lord God. Today, you're lifting it up, Lord God. You're giving beauty for ashes, Lord God. You're restoring joy in the hearts of your sons and your daughters, Lord God. Tonight, Lord God, you're lifting your countenance upon someone. Your encouragement is flowing into their heart and into their life, Lord God. Today, Lord God, is the day of healing, of restoration, of forgiveness, Lord God. Lord, what you said of that woman that day was she loves like this because she's been forgiven so much tonight, Lord God, would something new enter into our worship, Lord God, that is specifically connected to the forgiveness that has happened in this moment. with the way that we talk, the way that we walk, the way that we love, the way that we embrace, the way that we worship be transformed, Lord God, through these moments, Lord God. I pray for anyone within the sound of my voice that has walked into this place heavy, Lord God, feeling a weight of shame, Lord, feeling that they've been carrying some kind of sin in their life, and Lord God, they're just they, they, they feel like an imposter. They feel like a phony right now in your presence. That, Lord God, as they call upon your name in this moment, with the forgiveness of Christ flow into their life and set them free, Lord God. In Jesus' name, as they call upon you. I want to tell you from the front to the back, his grace, his forgiveness is so present. And as we call upon him in worship, there's so much freedom available to you. Come on, for one more time, just lift your hands to heaven. Lord, we thank you for this freedom. We thank you for this forgiveness. We thank you for this gift, Lord. There's nothing like it in the universe, Lord God. And we give you all of our worship, all of our praise. We withhold nothing from you tonight. And we thank you, and we honor you, and we worship you. Come on, lift up your voice tonight and praise the Lord and worship him. Thank you, Jesus.
0: that work that he just started. We're going to declare some things in the atmosphere tonight. We're going to declare some things in Jesus' name.
7: be praised Lord God you are worthy to be praised we thank you Lord that just a moment in your presence is enough to turn the tide and change the atmosphere father it's enough to change any situation Lord and so we thank you for your presence in this place God and we will come boldly before you and begin to prophesy and declare things in our life we begin to prophesy healing and restoration and wholeness in the name of Jesus we declare the breaking of bondage the breaking of addictions of depression and anxiety we break it in the name of Jesus right now oh, Jesus. hallelujah 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 we thank you Lord that you are a living God, that you are active, Lord, that you are here right now in this place. And so we will go to war in this moment, Lord, for our families, for our friends, for those who don't know you, even for ourselves. We declare war right now and we declare that your spirit will bring the change that you have promised to us. In the name of Jesus. And mountains are still being moved. God, we believe it. And yes, we can see it. The wonders are still what you do. <laughs> and bodies are still being raised. Come on. Holy giants are still being slain. And God, we believe. Yes, we can see it that wonders are still what you do, and we praising him don't stop praising him the praise always precedes the victory so we're walking in victory right now so just keep on praising him don't let the enemy silence your praise the victory belongs to God it rests with the Lord
0: there's faith in the room tonight. Amen. Mm -hmm. Miracles can happen because he's here. Three years ago we had a night of worship just like this right here in this very room. There's somebody who walked in. That person's actually here tonight. And in a moment of just waiting upon the Lord, no one touched them, no one even said anything. They just began to cry out to God because they said, They were suffering. This person was a worshiper. But this worshiper, for whatever reason, was not able to sing anymore. Like There was a literal, physical condition that didn't allow this person to sing for a long time. So this person began to cry out to God. to said, God, can you touch me even in this moment? And because he was in the room, The Lord touched this person and healed this person. That person's in this room tonight. I don't want to draw attention to who it is. But because Jesus is in the room, miracles can take place. It's the only reason, because Jesus is in the room. And when uh, we were planning this evening, the Lord put it very strongly on my heart that we needed to take a moment to pray for the sick. We needed to pray for those who are sick in their body. And um, there's faith in the room. There was an expectation coming in tonight that God is going to en- meet with people, that people are going to encounter God. So much so that we heard Jr. say that one of their friends said, you know what, I, I have this back problem, a situation in my back. Jr. invited them to come, said, hey, come, because we're going to pray for the sick. And they're here believing that they're going to be touched by the Lord. And I know that if we ask anything according to his will, it shall be done. Can you say amen? Because we're in alignment with his will, it shall be done. So tonight I want to know, is there anybody in this room that you're sick in your body for something? You're believing God? I need you to raise your hand really high. You need a miracle. You need a healing in your body. You need God to intervene. I'm going to ask again how many believe that there is faith in this room tonight. (laughs) Keep your hands lifted high if you need a touch from God. So this is what we're going to do. We're actually going to activate each of you to pray for that person next to you who has their hand lifted up. So if you see somebody with their hand raised, I need you to get around them and begin to just lay your hands on them. And you're going to pray for them. Now look, it's not any power in your prayer per se the words that you say you may feel like "Well, i don't really know how to pray but just declare the word of the lord that says by his stripes this person is healed so if you need healing in your body raise your hand someone will come around you if you see someone with their hand lifted high you need to surround them so church body look for people right now don't let anyone be there standing alone without someone prayer praying for them And now, church, I need for you to begin to pray for them. In the name of Jesus, declare healing, declare victory, declare breakthrough, declare chains to be broken. Come on, church. He's in the room. He's in the room. Come on. Miracles happen because Jesus is in the room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on. We come in agreement with what God says. or three touching any one thing agree on earth God our Father in heaven shall perform it when we ask in his will we're asking for healing this is his will it's his plan come on raise your voice raise your voice to pray one more time someone from our worship team actually um felt from the from the lord that there's actually somebody in this room right now that's suffering pain in their back like in their upper back right now there's somebody in this room that has pain in their upper back that that's why you lifted your hand is that anyone here my sister here that's my sister here so come on let's all stretch out our hand towards my sister right here Come on, church, begin to cry out to God for healing for my sister. We come in agreement right now in the name of Jesus. Someone get some oil, anoint her with oil. There's oil right here. Someone needs to anoint her with oil. Thank you, Mariana. In the name of Jesus, we declare healing. We declare wholeness right now in Jesus' name. According to your word, so shall it be done. God, you are the same yesterday today and forever you're all-powerful there's nothing too hard for you so we declare healness and wholeness in Jesus name for vertebrae to line up right now for a spine to come into alignment right now in Jesus name we declare healing in Jesus name hallelujah in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Okay, church, we're not done. I'm going to ask you some something to step out in faith a little bit. And... Um, You know, the Bible talks about the uh, lepers. When Jesus, um, they came to Jesus, they were leprous, and they said, we want to be made well. So Jesus just said, hey, go and show yourself to the priests. So I guess on their way, they're starting to walk, and they started noticing that something was happening, and they were healed of their leprosy. And they all continued to journey towards the priest, I guess, to make their report and to show themselves clean but one of them turned around and said i need to get back to jesus and show him and tell him what he did so i want to know is there anyone here tonight that we prayed you were prayed for and you know you were touched i'm not talking about just like a feel good you know you're touched there was a pain now it's gone maybe there's a a way you couldn't move but now you can move is there anyone here wave your hand if that's you come on come on praise god anyone else come on if God has touched you come on Pastor Paul in Jesus name miracles happen cause he's in the room come on let's raise our hands one more time God we
5: thank you God we thank you God you are faithful you are a good God and it is your good pleasure it is your will you. We thank you, God, because you are in our midst, God, and you are moving, God, and you are healing, and you are touching, and you are restoring, God, and you are redeeming, God. You are a faithful God, so we give you our thanks, God. We give you our worship. We give you our your persons, God. So touch each and every person, God. Meet them where the need is, God. Meet them where their need is, God. And so we thank you, God, that this is all to lift your name on high, God. This is all to give you the glory and the honor, God. This is all that when we leave, God, we say Jesus is the one. He is the one and true living God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly of all we can ask, think, or imagine. And he is a good father so heavenly father we thank you we give you our love we give you our worship and we continue to lift you on high God and to celebrate in your goodness of what you've done and what you will continue to do God because the healings God that have begun here God will continue throughout the week God and we will not allow anything to steal what you have placed in us today God so we will continue to move forth God worshiping you God, giving you thanks and praises and saying God you are our God, and we yes. thank you, we love you, my King God, forever
0: and ever, amen, amen, amen. Come on, bless his name tonight, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, give him thanks, give him praise. We're not done yet. We didn't finish the Lord's Prayer. You guys want to go home? All right, good. Good. We're not going home yet. If you want to go home, you can go. I mean, we're here just to worship. There's nothing like his presence. Come on, Luciano. Set us up. I'm caught up
2: in your presence. I just want to sit here, have your You. I'm not here for blessing
0: let's sing that song.
2: Lord I'm not here for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you do I just want sing I'm sorry when I've gone just I just gone through the motions come on Lord I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry make it, make it a prayer come on just sing another song take me back to where we started I'll open up my heart I'm sorry, come on. When I come with my agenda, I'm sorry. Oh, when I come, I've come with my agenda, I'm sorry. But I forgot you're not, take me back to where we started. I'll open up my heart. I'm caught up in your presence, sir. I'm caught up in your presence. Jesus, that's our prayer this evening. Come on. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up. I'm caught up in this holy moment. And I never want to leave. Jesus, I'm not here for a blessing. Come on. Well, I'm not here for mercy. It's not the miracles, Lord, it's you. Come on. Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you I, I just want you. I just want. Just want nothing else. Oh, come on. Nothing else. Nothing else. will do. Come on, at the core. I just want.
0: today
2: one day I'll stand before glory with you Lord and my body will be made whole and my spirit will rejoice because I'm with my father I just want you nothing else come on church come on church come on in your own words in your own song. Don't let me lead you. Minister, minister to yourselves. Let's lead worship together. Amen. Come on, come on. I just want you, Lord. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you, the real you.
8: to be in a place like this tonight, because even as I was worshiping down here, there was a moment where I got extremely excited about being able to share, and I felt like the Lord just placed it on my heart to remind me that just because I had a microphone didn't change the fact that I was a sinner. Didn't change the fact that I made mistakes. I was born and raised in the church, dad was worship pastor, and mom ran kids ministries, which means that I was a varsity sinner. I knew how to sin well and keep it hidden. I knew how to sin just enough Monday through Friday that when I walked back into church on the weekend, what I would say to people would make it seem like I was living a life that I wasn't actually living. And so getting to hold this microphone is interesting because what I'm I'm doing is saying that it is not me who brought me here, but it's the Lord who brought me here. You see, I'm not enough, and I've never been enough, and I never will be enough. It is by His grace and grace alone that I am here today. It is by His grace and grace alone that we're here today. It is by His grace and grace alone that every single person in this room is standing here today. And so let's not steamroll past this moment understanding that even if we get nothing else, just the fact that we get to stand here free knowing that heaven is our assurance, we are good and we are prepared and it's good enough and we need nothing else than what we've already been given. This is our God. This is who we worship. And so naturally I get given the most interesting, awkwardly phrased, difficult part of this prayer. Pastor Rick did me a great favor. He texted me 10 hours ago just as I got off the plane from another country where it's currently 2 a.m. in the morning, so roll with me. It might be the Holy Spirit talking or it might be my lack of sleep. We're gonna see how this goes. You see, when I received Jesus into my life at the age of 16, it was the first time I walked away from my parents' church and got to experience Jesus for himself somewhere else. And what I learned about Jesus is that we receive his grace through the cross, through his death and resurrection good news about his grace is it doesn't just cover us and make our sins, uh, wipe them away. The grace that we receive through the cross continues to go with us each and every single day. So the grace is not a one and done thing. It's a Monday through Friday, every single day until I die, his grace is with me and it's my companion. And so what I'm learning in my life is that apart from his grace, I can do nothing good. Are you tracking with me? Now, when I have to go through the passage that says, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil, I struggle with this because my understanding is that God does not lead me into places of temptation. He leads me into places where there is temptation. But even though, uh, even though temptation abounds in those places, God also abounds. And if God abounds, I do not have to fear that temptation because he is with me and he's greater than the temptation presented before me. When we, when we read about Jesus, when Jesus gets baptized and receives the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit drove him to the desert where he fasted for 40 days and he was tempted mightily by the devil. But the Bible also tells us that through the Holy Spirit and through the knowledge of the word, he was able to fend off the devil. So my understanding is this, God does not lead me to places where temptation, blah, 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 blah. blah. God does not lead me to places of temptation. God leads me to places where temptation abounds. But his promise is that as long as I'm with him and he stays close to me and the Holy Spirit is with me, I'm going to be all right. So this is where it gets tricky. Because the phrasing, lead me not into temptation, confused me. Because my understanding was God doesn't lead me into temptation. So I began to read. And I began to research. And I googled a few things. And it came to the conclusion that the phrasing is a little weird and interesting. If I could rephrase this in a way to make it a little bit more understandable, it is this. I would phrase it as, Lord, lead us not to places where we will wander into opportunities, where the temptation will be so great that it will overcome us and it will allow us to lose our faith. In short, my takeaway is, Lord, would you keep me from myself? Lord, would you keep me from walking into opportunities that don't benefit me? Lord, would you close doors that aren't going to bring you glory? Lord, would you remove relationships and friendships that shouldn't belong in my life? Do you get where I'm going with this? Lead me not into temptation. Is Jesus reminding the disciples to pray, first and foremost, you're not good enough. If it wasn't for what I'm going to do, you wouldn't make it, but you still need to wake up and ask God to lead you not into temptation. And by that I mean, you have to wake up and say, Lord, remove me from opportunities where I will do damage to myself. Lord, would you keep me from myself? And it's cool because everyone's like, yeah, amen, awesome. But it's very scary to pray that part. You see, what people don't realize is we pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation, and then tomorrow morning we're gonna receive the email that the job we applied for we no longer are gonna get. We're gonna say, Lord, lead me not into temptation, and suddenly that opportunity that we were offered ceases to exist. We're gonna say, Lord, lead me not into temptation, and that person that was really close to a friend of ours is just gonna disappear. And we're gonna stand here brokenhearted, not understanding what's happening not realizing that what God is doing is he's saving us from ourselves because every single good opportunity presented to us is not a God opportunity. And if I'm being real with you, as a born sinner, I cannot trust myself apart from God because I will go through doors that I do not have to go through. I will take opportunities that I should not take. I will do things that will not benefit the kingdom. Why? Because more times than not, I am building my kingdom and not his. So when we pray and say, Lord, lead us not into temptation, we are giving him full access to everything in our life, to every doorway, to every opportunity, to every passage, and we're letting him say, Lord, if it will not benefit me, if it will take me over, if it will break me, if it will cause me to lose faith, would you remove it from my life? Because I don't want it. And we're at a point too many people that I looked up to as heroes have given into opportunities they should not have and they lost the faith. And I refuse to let any one of us, whether we realize it or not, the leadership that's been placed on our shoulders, I refuse for one of us to walk into an opportunity that we should not have walked into And we are overcome by temptation, and we lose our faith, and now the people that were watching our walk don't know what to do because the person they looked up to lost their faith, and now they don't know where to go. There's a mantle and a responsibility on your life that even just because you're not holding a microphone does not mean that there are not people in your life that you are impacting and leading to Christ. You need to understand, the first half of the prayer is, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Lord, save us from ourselves, but the second part is, Lord, and deliver us from the evil one. Man, because we downplay the devil sometimes. Some of us are walking around with this godly confidence of, Lord, I'm going to step on the devil's head. And that is true, but that's only true if we walk with him. And some of us aren't walking with him, so we're walking in confidence that doesn't belong to us. And I don't know if you know this, but if you walk in situations where you're lacking that godly confidence, the devil is stronger than you are. And he knows more than you do. And he will overcome you. And you're going to be hurt and confused and say, God, why did you leave me? All the while God's saying, all you had to do was walk with me. And you would have been able to overcome. Come on, right, man. You see, we preach that if God calls you to it, he will equip you for it. But the other side is true. If he doesn't call you, you will be overcome by it.
2: Come on,
8: You'll be eaten alive. You're not strong enough. You're not good enough. You're not self-sufficient and neither am I. You know what the good news of the gospel is? In Psalm 23, there's a moment that says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. This is both extremely humbling in one sense and extremely rewarding in the other. You see, in the humbling part, we understand that we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death and we're not fearing evil because we're tough. We're We're not fearing evil because he's with me. Almost as if... We can come to the conclusion that as long as we stand in his presence, we will be protected. Almost as if the God of Israel, the God of David, the God of Gideon is the same God that we walk with. And as long as we walk with him, we will continue to encounter the same victories that we saw in the Bible. I need you to understand something. That God does not force himself upon us. So you can go your own way. You can make your decisions. You can take the business opportunities. You can start those relationships. You can do what feels best. But, 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 but what I do know, when I humble myself and I stand beside him and I let him go before me, all the opportunities that I want might disappear. All the circumstances that I want to walk into might disappear. All the things that I desired might disappear. But as those things begin to disappear, I have a clear picture of where God wants me to be. And when I'm going to where God wants me to be, then I'm protected by his presence. And when I'm protected by his presence, I am able to go wherever he has me to go. And it might not be safe, and it might be full of temptation, and it might be dangerous, and it might not make sense. But as long as we go and do what God asks us to do, we're going to be all right. So I want to pray for two things tonight. I want you to join me because some of you guys are ready to pray this prayer. And I'm just going to say, your week's about to be a doozy. Because all the things that you've placed your trust in, God's about to pull out from under you.
0: On, say that.
8: Why? Because he loves you. God doesn't take things away to hurt us. He does it because he knows by taking those things away, we won't be left to our own devices. And by not being left to our own devices, we trust him. And when we trust him... God gets the glory in all the situations. And when God gets the glory, we get the overflow of that. And when he blesses himself, we get blessed in the process. But I want to also talk to the second group of people, because these are the people that I feel like God laid on my heart. There are some of you who are in this room who, whether you realize it or not, you prayed this prayer many years ago. And you're sitting here tonight, and you're remembering opportunities that didn't work out for you. And you're remembering opportunities that you thought were robbed from you. And you're remembering opportunities that didn't pan out how you thought they would. And you thought that God was punishing you. But I'm here to remind you that God was not punishing you. He was saving you. you. Because if you had gone down those paths, you would not be in this room today. And if you would not be in this room today, you would not receive what God wants you to receive tonight. Let me tell you, it all pans out. You might not have gone where you wanted. But because he saved you from your desires, you're going to get what he wants for you. And what he wants for you is so much greater. If that's you and you need prayer up here in the front, we want to come together and pray with you and pray for breakthrough and pray for protection. Do you believe that God's with us here tonight? God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this place, Lord. God, I pray that you will protect us from ourselves, God. That you will protect us from the sin that's inside of our lives, God. That apart from you, we will do no good, God. That only when we rely on you, only when we live with you, only when you inhabit inside of us, God, are we able to do good things, Lord. God, I pray that you protect us from all the opportunities that we thought were going to advance us. show us that it's not about my kingdom, it's about your kingdom, God. Shift our priorities, Lord. Remove all the idols that we've built in front of us, God. Tear them down so we can see that you are the one true God, Lord. God, if for every single person who's experiencing the heartbreak of not understanding why it didn't work out, Lord, would you show them the pieces as to why it all happened the way that it happened? I want to share one story, then I'm done, just because it makes so much sense in this moment. Is it cool if I have two more minutes? I'm so sorry. I've had a long journey with immigration, me and my family, while we're not legal U.S. citizens for a long time. and. All politics aside, I just want to share something that God did recently. My parents had to go get their interview for the citizen, uh, the residency test. Through my sister who turned 21, they were able to now go apply as residents, which is awesome. We get to the place, me and Diana go, my sisters and my parents are there. We walk in at 7.30 in the morning and the first question they ask is this, hey, do you have an attorney? I go, no, we don't have an attorney. My mom goes, actually, we do have an attorney. And I'm like, mom, you did not give me that information. I go, well, who's the attorney? She goes, why, well, I actually don't know. I go, what do you mean? She said, well, the lawyer that was going to come with us, she, she couldn't come with us tonight, so she's sending someone in her place. I go, awesome. Do you know her name? Do you, know her, do you have a phone number? My mom goes, no. She didn't give me any of that. So as a logical person that I am, I'm starting to freak out, because I'm like, well, this is not making sense. We're in the immigration place. This is not the place where you don't want to know what's going on. Our appointment was at 7.15 in the morning. At 8.45, this lady strolls in and goes, Leonzik, and we go, that must be her. An hour and a half late, the audacity of this woman. She sits down with us. She's looking over a notebook full of all my parents' information because she didn't take the case, so she doesn't know what's going on. She starts flipping through the pages and starts asking questions. Hey, I have a question. Why did the lawyer do this? My parents go, I don't know. And she goes, oof, I wouldn't have filled it out that way. She goes, hey, why did the lawyer do this? My parents go, I don't know, she's the lawyer. That's what we paid her for. She goes, I wouldn't have done it that way. She goes, what did the lawyer tell you to say about this? My parents explain, she goes, don't say that. That's not what you want to say. I'm like, lady, you're not really helping bring the peace in this situation. We're extremely stressed out. She's going through my parents' notebook. She's ripping apart everything. And she's like, you know what? We're just, we're going to go through this. It's going to be okay. 9.30, we finally get called. Me and Diana, we get up, we're ready to go. She goes, no, you guys don't have to come with us. It's just your parents and your sister. I'm like, I'm trying to see what's happening in this room. Like, I want to I know if it's going well. I want to know if it's going wrong. She says, no, you guys have to wait outside. So now I'm sitting there anxious, not understanding what's going on. Ten minutes go by. Me and Diana went to go take a walk. My sister texts us. She goes, where are you guys? Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but interviews don't take 10 minutes. They take 45 minutes. They take an hour. They take an hour and a half. So when I see a text minute, a text 10 minutes in, I go, something went wrong. And we go in, and I'm anxious, and I'm sweating, because that's what I do when I'm nervous. I sweat a lot. It's disgusting. And I see my sister, and I go, what happened? And she just does this. And I'm like, awesome, but I'm a detailed person, so I don't even care about this. What's going on? And they begin to bring us through the timeline of what happened. Turns out that the lady who interviewed my, uh, who went with my parents as her attorney, when they get into the room, she's sitting down with someone that she's been working with for the last 15 years. They've developed a relationship, they've developed sort of connection. He looks at her and says, I know that if this was a bad case, you would tell me. Is this a good case, yes or no? The lady goes, yes. So the guy looks and goes, we're not even going to do the interview because I trust you that much. And if it was bad, you would say something. Oh, but it gets better because it turns out that that guy wasn't even supposed to do the interview that day. He was asked to cover because someone couldn't make it. And it gets even better because had she showed up on time and not an hour and a half late, we wouldn't have gotten that slot. And who knows what would have happened. So, so before we know it, the Lord worked everything out in a way that we couldn't understand. But when we got the details, we realized that he was in the process. And I don't know who that's speaking to today, but you thought it didn't work out. And I'm promising you there will be a day where you will look back at the details and see that God was never late. God never messed up. God knew what he was doing. God was right on time. God, we thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in this place, God. We believe that there's breakthrough in this place, God. We believe that you're protecting us, God, even when we don't see it, Lord. We believe, Lord, that we might be in situations where it all seems like it's falling apart, but little do we know that you're in the background orchestrating it all, God. Lord, we trust you, and we believe in you, and we know that you know what you're doing, Lord. We thank you, and we pray for breakthrough tonight, Lord. We pray for peace tonight, God. We pray for protection tonight. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name, amen and amen.
0: Come on, let's all stand up. Breakthroughs come...
9: Room tonight that's that's gonna break. And the Lord was speaking to me before, and I asked him, Lord, what do you want to do here? And he said, I, I want to give my people rest. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of us who have been struggling and almost like striving over and over and over again. You know, like the song says, you know, wave But God. but I thank God that even some of those the pastor Chris reminded us this morning like some of those are even ordained moments moments where even Christ suffered and he had to go through that but it was an ordained moment from God to build this obedience out of him to to bring him to a point where he finally maybe not Christ but for us where he finally realizes Lord here it is you're the only one who can you're the only one who can break the strongholds you're the only one who can bring freedom in my life you're the only one who can get rid of darkness you're the only one who can set people free from addiction from from depression from anxiety He's the only one who can set you free, and you've been trying and struggling and striving to get it done on your own, and I'm here to tell you, you can't. You can't get it done on your own. And it's not your job to do it, it's His.
8: And I love, I
9: love, love, I was reading this scripture and it said, you know, Paul, I'm sorry, Peter just healed a man and he says, why do you marvel at me? Not me, it was Christ. (laughs) it was the name of and the authority of christ it was a simple name the one who defeated death and brought (laughs) brought freedom to earth and that freedom is here today and i just i'm so overwhelmed because i know it's here and i just invite you to the front to come get it i invite you to the front to come get it There's a stepping out that you have to do. There is a moving that you have to do. If you want your freedom, come get it. And it's gonna be by the power of Jesus Christ, the name of Jesus, the authority of Jesus, that you will experience that freedom and experience that freedom that you're no longer striving, you're no longer suffering, you're no longer doing that thing. It'll just break, it'll just break. just come for a moment, maybe just, whatever that thing is, get it right there in your hand, because I believe that he's going to break it, I believe that he's going to break the stronghold off of us, so that we can move freely in his power and in his authority, and he's giving us the same power to set someone else free. There's some of you that have family members who need to be set free, children who need to be set free. Jesus. So we're just declaring victory in this place right now.
2: Doesn't matter what it looks like because we know the truth. Come on, some of us have a mountain in front of us that is not moving, but it only takes a little faith. And when we sing in the middle of the storm, when we say, God, I know that you have this, and we fight a battle with praise. We're saying, God, I trust you. God, I'm putting my hope and
8: my faith in you. And we can tell that mountain to move and it will move. We can tell depression to leave and it will
2: leave. Lord, suicide has no hold on us, Lord God. Oh Lord, you're greater. Oh Lord, you're stronger. Lord, You're greater than anything we can face. So we put our hope and our trust in You tonight. My victories in Jesus' name. Come on, we gotta sing that out. My victories in Jesus' name. Come on, He's given us authority. My victories in Jesus' name. Sing that out. My victory is in Jesus' name. Oh, my victory in Jesus' name. My victory is in, yes. hey. in Jesus' name. My victory is in Jesus' name. My Fighting tonight.
8: Oh, we're not leaving until we get it.
2: Hallelujah. This, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my. Battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I Come on now.
10: Just continue to worship God where you're at. Continue to glorify God in this heavenly place. <laughs> how many people feel the presence of God? in this atmosphere you know when pastor rick spoke to me and gave me the phrase for yours is the kingdom yours is the power yours is the glory forever amen That phrase hit me hard before anything. And as I started Googling, as I started searching, I started realizing that it was a doxology. And even that word I had to look up myself. Because <laughs> I didn't know what that was. And there were so many different definitions for it, but what I saw was an expression of praise. Or, in other words, Christianese. Is a word that is equivalent when people say hallelujah. It's a word that's equivalent to when you hear that person in the background saying glory. You know you hear it in every church. Either that or Jesus. Every worship album, just look for it. You're going to hear it. But what's interesting is that that phrase... And the Lord's prayer is technically not part of the Lord's prayer. So then I started reading the Bible and started searching things that were similar to that phrase. And what I came across was was Revelation 4 verse 9 to 11. When the 24 elders came to the throne and they cast down their crowns before the Lord saying, You are worthy of of all honor, of all power, and of all glory. And what I see tonight is a bunch of kings laying down their crowns before the king. Because this is not about who did it first, who's doing it now. It's about what God is doing today. It is not about us. Because God, when he died on the throne, he took up a a crown of thorns so we may receive our crown in the kingdom. And because of that, we lay it at the feet of Jesus because he deserves all glory, all all praise And I hear the Lord saying That because of our faithfulness because of our constant pursuit because of our willingness willingness to go beyond our borders and our boundaries and be united as one body he showed me the valley of dry bones. And he shows me the, the bones coming back together. And what God is revealing to me today, and I know is so evident here, is the body is breathing again. And it's not a breath that is hard to swallow like if you broke a rib. It is a breath of fresh air. A breath so refreshing, you know it's only God that gave that breath. Because we are no longer slaves. We are no longer Gentiles. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And I'll tell you this right now, that means something. That means that we are not outside of the plan. We are a part of the plan. So I ask you today, just lift up your hands where you're at. Because I believe right now walls are coming down. (laughs) Walls are coming down and the people of God are rising, are rising up to the occasion. So what I want us to do is just begin to pray in our own words begin to cry out in the name of Jesus Heavenly Father we come before you we come before you today say let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven because all glory all power all honor the kingdom is yours God the kingdom is yours and we recognize that and not only do we recognize that We accept you for who you are and we understand that we are a part of this body. and That any insecurity, any fear that has been planted by the enemy, it breaks apart tonight. It breaks apart tonight. So with every hand risen up with every hands up i just want us in one voice in one voice to cry out the name of jesus Jesus. because just like it did in the land of jericho the walls came down when his people cried out so on the count of three where every voice risen up, I want us to call out the name of Jesus. Are you guys ready? I didn't hear you. Are you guys ready? At yeah. a count of three. One, two.
0: Stand your feet tonight. Freedom. Freedom that we have in Christ. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Come on, are you free tonight? Come on, Charles, we're gonna dance
4: in here tonight. We're ready right to dance in the spirit. Come on. Hey, come on!
7: To the wild
4: and don't be afraid we're gonna run tonight in his presence run into wide open spaces
2: graces waiting for you dance like the weight has been lifted hey, hey. graces we're gonna sing this come on Cause where the spirit of the lord is there Spirit of the Lord. Is there. Dick
5: Come on, let's float. Woo! Yes. Sing it again. Dance. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Yes.
0: sweat it off but because you're free tonight in jesus name wow my wife keeps telling me like go on go on go on i don't know what that means Hey, hey we're gonna pray god is in his place look the shekinah glory is filling the platform right here right now you can lower that a little bit eddie But thank you, Jesus. Can we just say thank you, Jesus? Come on, just say thank you, Jesus. Come on, talk to him right now. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we thank you that we can experience your freedom. Thank you, Lord, for the promise of your word. He whom the Son sets free is free. Indeed. Indeed. And so, God, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as we leave this place, we can walk in freedom, that people will see us tomorrow and say, what happened to you? (laughs) It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So, God, I pray your blessing upon our time of fellowship outside. Thank you, God, for Holy Spirit donuts and coffee. We can have some fellowship together. I pray your protection over everyone as we go home. Watch over us and be with us. We bless you, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, bless his name. You guys are dismissed. God is in this house. Give him one last shout. white folk try to play black and be white oh yeah god bless you guys hallelujah freedom victory in jesus name god bless you guys oh thank you god